Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Heat, Pedal to the Metal, designed by Asger Harding Grenard of Flamme Rouge, 13 Days Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, and Copenhagen. And Daniel Skold Peterson of 13 Days Cuban Missile Crisis and Copenhagen. The artist is Vincent Dutroit, uh, which we have played Robinson Crusoe, Quest for El Dorado, Role Player, Lost Cities, uh, Pathfinder Adventure. Uh, and it was published in 2022 by Days of Wonder. The description Heat waves shimmer on the from the racetrack, obscuring the first corner. You adjust your goggles as the sun glints off the chrome of race cars slowly being pushed into position around you. The murmur of the crowd, the snap of the flags in the wind, the gentle rumble of your engine, a blue summer sky, calm and tranquil in your pole position. The countdown begins and a sudden deep roars cut through the air as the cars leap away from the starting lines. The Grand Prix is underway. Dust and wind rush past your helmet as you enter the first corner. Pushing your engine to the limit, you almost spin out. But tightening your grip on the steering wheel, you slide through the corner apex still in first. You've got this. There's no prize for crossing the finish line in a pristine car. So put your pedal to the metal. Uh, the mechanics are hand management, race, simulation, simultaneous action selection, track movement, and variable setup. And the box Mindy art. Cars. Yeah, it's a... It's a car race um <laughs> it yeah um i don't know uh yeah it's a car race it's um kind of like realistic but not quite it's like in between the realistic and cartoony i'd say it's it reminds like, me of something but i don't know what speed racer so i was thinking so they the cars are actually th these are the 1960s style f1 cars mm -hmm. um and they, it reminds me of like a 60s like advertisement poster that you might see. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, um, there's like the title, I don't know how to describe that. Like it's sort of like that tunnel perspective, you know, that you also mm. like I guess often associate with like a race kind of idea. It kind of looks like it shows movement, but it's mm -hmm. coming towards you. Right. Yeah, when I saw the cover, I tried to look up like what teams that could possibly be. And so like the one in the background, that's the number one. That's essentially like the Ferrari's team colors from the early 60s. Oh, really? And the one in the front is Lotus. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I tried to look up like, oh, who who was number three for Lotus? <laughs> and there wasn't any number number threes. However, there were a bunch of like matchbox style cars that all had the number three, but painted with the Lotus colors. Mm. So I thought that was interesting that they specifically picked people who didn't have those numbers. And then one was typically reserved for the world champion. Mm -hmm. So whoever's in that, that car into the back left well, was the world champion and they're not winning this race. Mm -mm. Well, they're just not in pole position. It's just gotten started. I think that guy's got his thumb up. He's, they're probably finishing. And it's the checkered flag. That's the oh. end of the race. Yeah. You're right. I have so much to learn. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf, BP? Yes, I like car racing. Uh, yeah, I would pick it up. When you're reading the uh, the title or the description, BP, I should BP. I looked up uh, cakes the distance, 
because the way you were reading it and the way it was like worded, it sounded like the very beginning of that song, which is a great song. Um, but yeah, I love F1. Um, so I, I would pick this up if, based on the description and the, and the box art. It's fun. Uh, Kate. Um, well, that kind of swayed my decision because the description originally bothered <laughs> me because they were fragments and not complete sentences. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but if I think of it like a song lyric that is allowed, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an interest in car racing, but I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm ready to learn. Um, but I, I guess I probably wouldn't pick it up. Okay. Yeah. Same. I don't know anything about racing. Um, so yeah, I, I would probably just pick a, a racing game. We've also played a few racing games. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't wouldn't grab my attention. Also, I feel like the I don't know the box art. It's not bad. I just doesn't jump out at me for some reason. I don't know why. I have to think about that. I think it would jump out at me if it wasn't. It's it's clearly car racing. So yeah, I, I guess clearly it's, identify it's car racing. Yeah. it's like oh, you know, that's not something that I'm particularly drawn to. But I think if that was something else, I'd be like, this is eye catching. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's just because it's, yeah, like, oh, it's a theme that doesn't jump out at me. So maybe that's why. All right. Uh, how do you think it's played? Um, well, we're racing cars. Yeah. It, that's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Race. We're, yep. So we're probably racing around a track. There's going to be a track. We're mm-hmm. going to have little car this meeples. Track movement. Uh, I'm going to guess. Dice. No, because there's no, it doesn't say dice roll, but hand management. So I'm assuming, what was that one game we played where you moved with the cards? Yeah. Flam Rouge. Rouge, which is the designer of this game. Formula D did cards as well. Formula D did dice. dice. Okay, what's the other one? Uh, It was um, Downforce, the one one. where you're actually betting on the cars. Yeah. Mm. That one was for restoration. The movement's going to be similar with the cards, but we're not going to be doing any of the betting because it doesn't list that. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have cards gonna tell us how much we can move around the track. Um, we can probably blow up the car by, um, you know, engine words. <laughs> um, why would you want to blow up the car? Well, cause you gotta put the, you gotta push your car cause it, you, a working car doesn't win first. It said something like that, right? Yeah, pristine car doesn't get you extra points. Yeah. Right. That's how I always play uh, Formula D. Yeah. She basically ruins her car until she gets to the end. Yep. No, I keep it in good shape and oh, ruin it right. right at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, probably something similar to that where you can break your car to go fast. What are so other It's a simulation. So, probably a lot of things that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What else <laughs> What else happens in a car race, BP? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta hit the corners just right. That's what it talks about. You want to go through at the apex. Okay. Mm, um, uh, you need to dodge the red shell. Right. <laughs> That's all I've got. Okay. <laughs> and, and watch out for the squid. Uh, the squid. Um, or the blue shell. And cows on the track. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I kind of play, want to play this game a little bit more now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like Mario Brother Kart. Mario yeah. Kart. Mario Kart. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so the history of Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a different direction. 
because it's called Pedal to the Metal. The History of Flowers? No, it's, what's the last word in that? Metal. The History of Blacksmithing? Huh, okay. No, I went with metal music. Oh, okay. And what might be the furthest we've ever gotten away? <laughs> and I am so fried today that I can't even, um, I, like, even dissect what I'm reading, except thank goodness for MTV in the 1980s, because that really um, got banned some of their exposure, as well as in the 70s. Many of the uh, bands uh, made their way through the clubs in L.A.'s Sunset Strip, such as Motley Crue, Quiet Riot, Rat. I mean, these are these are great bands. Some of them went up and got their hair metal, such as Kiss. And um, but they actually have their their roots in the 60s and 70s, uh, but started to lose it a little bit. Uh, in the rise, so like, you know, your Led Zeppelin kind of bands and stuff as some of the the early, I guess, metal bands. But then uh, in the 70s with the rise of punk music, uh, it started to go down a little bit until Van Halen was able to establish himself as a solo album. Uh, that really kicked off. Um, other metal. Uh, and in 1987, MTV launched Headbangers Ball. Did you guys ever watch Headbangers Ball? Did not. No. <laughs> Sorry, no. you were young. So. <laughs> yeah. I remember Headbangers Ball. I also remember Guns N' Roses when they came out. Um, uh, and apparently, according to this article, Jane's Addiction is also included as a heavy metal band. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, there are several genres of uh, subgenres of heavy uh, heavy metal, including um, speed metal, thrash metal, death metal, power metal, doom metal. But what was the one that you guys used to listen to, baby? Oh, baby metal. Baby metal. <laughs> that was a type that was just that a weird japanese band mm -hmm. it's not mentioned in this article no yeah so there you go maybe a little while you're racing around the track you probably need a little heavy metal cake is not heavy metal no cake would not be heavy metal would be be good, red, cake would be regular rock what would be a good heavy metal song to go around track in uh well you have fuel from Ooh, metallica Okay. That would probably be a good one. I have some actual um, racing history that I can share. Yeah, go for it. I feel like I've done racing history before, so I didn't want to, but you go. So the 24 Hours of Le Mans mm -hmm. uh, was started in 1923. And what they would do is the cars would be on one side of the track and all the drivers would be on the other side of the track. So when they would say go, the drivers would sprint to their cars mm -hmm. and then hop in and start. And there were like a lot of near misses and people would get hit by other cars, but they would still continue to do this up until 1969. Uh, and in that race, um, they're like guys would like jump in their car and not put on their seatbelts. And so there was actually the very last time they ever did the running start was in 1969. Um, a driver named John Wolf 
uh, he died because he didn't get his seatbelt all the way uh, set up. Um, his fuel tank actually separated from the vehicle and smashed into another car, which caught that car on fire. Uh, that guy, fortunately, was only injured. Uh, the winner uh, was a guy named Jackie X, who was mm -hmm. a Formula One world champion twice, I think. Mm -hmm. um, he actually thought that the whole thing was unsafe and dumb. So he actually walked across the track, waited, put his seatbelt on, got everything going, mm -hmm. and then he started. And everybody thought he was crazy, uh, but he went on to win that year, uh, mm -hmm. that, that particular Le Mans. And then in 1970, they started doing the people would start in their in their car. A sitting start. If yeah, you a sitting will. start or a standing start is what we would call it. Uh, and now they start uh, from the pit lane. So they don't do a standing start anymore. They do a pit start. Uh, but Jackie X went on to win the 24 hour Le Mans five more times after that. Yep. So there you go. Some actual racing, racing history too. All right. So we are 1960s era F1 drivers and we're trying to win the race. The game is played over a series of rounds which make up laps and the first across the line is the winner. Mm -hmm. The starting order of the grid is randomly chosen. There's no true first player in this game, so random actually works here. Um, at the beginning of the round, each player will perform the first two actions simultaneous and the rest of the actions are performed one at a time from the lead car and then working back to the car that's currently in last. So. Uh, everyone is going to adjust the gear that their car is in. So there's uh, four different gears and you're going to go up. You can shift up or down uh, one for free, uh, but you can also skip a gear up or down by paying heat. Uh, and heat is basically what sits in your engine uh, and it's hard to like replenish your heat essentially. So, uh, so that's the first step. The second step is we're going to play cards. So you're going to play a number of cards based on the gear you're in. So in first gear, you can play one card, second gear, two cards, uh, third gear, three, and then fourth gear, four, uh, heat cards can't be played from your hand, uh, and stress cards. If you have a stress card, it has to be played. The rest of them are just going to be normal cards that will be numbered one through four. And we're going to play all these cards face down. So then starting from the first car and working back, players will reveal their cards. So you're going to add up all the value to determine your score and factor in your upgrades. So there's some upgraded cards uh, that are in our decks as well. For each stress card that you have to play, you're going to draw a card from your deck until you get one of the basic cards and then add it to your speed as well. So then you're going to move your car forward that many spaces equal to uh, the value of your speed. And so you can freely move through other cars. However, if you ever get to a point where you're supposed to stop on a space that already has a car and there's no available spots, you have to spot. You have to stop in the spot directly behind it because essentially you're blocked. Uh, so then the next step is adrenaline. So if you're in last place, you can choose to move an extra space and add one to your speed. Uh, and or gain an extra cooldown, uh, and this can't be saved for future rounds. And then you're going to react. So if you have any active symbols from the cards that you played, uh, so you have cooldown, they're going to look like little blue thermometers. And basically what cooldown means is for each number of cooldown that you have, you can take a heat card from your hand and add it to, back to your engine. So that's how you're going to replenish the heat in your engine. And then your other thing is you can boost. So you can pay one heat. So anytime we see something that says pay one heat, we're going to remove a heat from our engine and put it in the discard pile. Uh, and that's and it works similar to stress cards boosting speed. 
So the next, uh, you can slipstream. So this is optional. So if you land next to or directly behind another car, you can move forward two spaces. Uh, this can only be done once per turn. It doesn't actually increase your speed uh, for the next step, but movement blocking still applies. And slipstreaming cannot be used to cross the finish line, and you can't use it once you're across the finish line either. So then uh, you're gonna check to see if you crossed a corner line. Uh, corners have a speed limit. If your speed is below or equal to that limit, nothing happens. Otherwise, you must pay heat equal to the difference between the total and the limit. So the map we're going to play on, uh, some of the turns, some of the corners are like two or three. So if you're going through a corner that has a speed limit of three and your speed is currently five, you would have to pay two heat in order to go through that corner uh, from your engine. If you can't pay the heat, you pay all the heat you have and then you spin out. So you're gonna move your car back to the line prior to the corner you spun out in. You're gonna take uh, one extra stress card if you're in first or second gear or two stress cards if you're in third or fourth, and then you're gonna put your car into first gear. Uh, if you go through several corners, you have to pay for each corner and then speed limits are ignored once you get past the finish line. Uh, in step eight, you're gonna discard any cards you wish to save. Uh, you cannot discard stress or heat cards from your hand. And then finally, you're gonna draw back up to seven cards and then the next player uh, in the car row is gonna do their steps three through nine. If at any point you run out of cards, immediately shuffle your discard pile and make a new draw deck. If this happens during your turn, the cards you've already played are not yet in your discard. So as you play your cards, you're gonna put them in a different pile. And then at the end of your turn, you'll put everything into your discard pile. As players cross the finish line after the set number of laps, which for our map is gonna be two laps, uh, they are moved to the Hall of Fame space. And if cars cross in the same round, the car that's furthest is placed ahead. The game ends when all cards have crossed the finish line and the finishing order determines the winner. Mm. And those are all the rules. Let's race. Vroom, vroom. We just finished a game of heat pedal to the metal to recap. Kate had first place. <laughs> this is no points. Kiwi was second place. BP was third place. And I was fourth place. Uh, winning strategy, Kate. Get around the corner. Yeah. And then um, go hard to the finish line. Pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal. Did anybody have a different strategy? No. I was My... playing it safe until the end, and then I was ready to burn out that engine. <laughs> but you can't really do that. Yeah. My strategy was to draw stress at the corners. Um, it didn't work, so don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean draw stress at the corners? Like use the stress in the corners? No, no, it wasn't a strategy. I just literally drew stress when I got to corners and then failed to get around <laughs> oh, the corners. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, theme. Did you feel like a, a race car driver? Um, not really. The theme was there in that, you know, like combined with the table presence, I guess, you know, you're on a racetrack, you have little cars and <laughs> <laughs> we were, um, I guess the all the moves like they were race themed, but I didn't I don't know the things that were supposed to work as like stress and this or that. Like I don't know, it didn't really feel like that to me. But I don't know. Um yeah, anyone else can 
jump yeah, in. What do you guys think? <laughs> the people that know <laughs> no, racing. I, I, yeah, I think I agree with Kate. I think it, I think the theme more came out in the visuals and like what they named stuff. So like saying like, hey, if you're on the racing line, that's the tiebreaker. Like the racing line is a, definitely a thing that they talk about in racing. But like, did I personally feel like a race car yeah, driver? Yeah, the racing no. line is like picking the correct line to go through. You didn't do that. You just put your meeple closer to the first place side of the track. Sure. Well, yeah. It would be the apex. It would still be the apex for that corner. So you are taking the racing line. Yeah, but like a skilled racer like finds the line and does it, right? It's not just a, I don't know. It didn't feel like it, it was a word they used, but it wasn't part of the game. Right, right. That Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I think the theme was mostly in in that like how like the words they use to describe things in the game. That's where the theme came out. I don't think the theme came out in that I felt like a race car driver. Yeah. So I'm saying I agree well, with Kate. We're not in a car. Right. But yeah. see, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys because I feel like the idea of the stress and like so you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. It's stressful and it could be like, are you really going to try to gun for it or not? Yeah, but I didn't feel stress. I just felt irritation. Because like, <laughs> I could just, I wasn't like, a, I may draw it or I may not. It's not, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like I was more math than, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about racing, but I'm guessing, I thought it was supposed to be like exhilarating, not like, I just did math most of the game. Yeah. Okay. Because the know. stress was like a little bit predictable. Like you had it in your hand. Yeah. You knew how many like gears you could change and then you could, you could like really manage the stress i feel like yeah. in a car the race. only thing would be like if you shuffled and you didn't know what cards you could get then you could draw like at the last one i just drew all three stress it's mm -hmm. like well that's the end of the game yeah uh table presence it's cute it's got cars that you go around the track in okay the gear the dials though in your right on your on dashboard your yeah those were complicated. They had a lot of iconography. Oh, the dials at the top yeah. to let you know. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah. was supposed to be the the step reminders. They yeah. didn't help. Yeah. Mm, no. I, I thought you were talking the gear thing. I was mm. like, those were just numbers. Yeah, no, that was fine. That was the one. And um, I mean, the only thing I knew about the heat was it was a red card. I don't know what the image was supposed to be. Oh, I think it was just like an engine with like a red kind of overlay type okay. deal over the top of it oh. so yeah but i like the cars yeah I, I think that the um the iconography in that top part could have easily have been like a like you've already got cards in the game it wouldn't have been hard to do like a little player reference that just spelled out exactly mm -hmm. like just yeah. say the words for the step uh i feel like maybe some of that was supposed to be like to help with um language Local. yeah what do you call it localization um just because when you use iconography like that, you can skip a lot of localization. And then you only have to localize the numbers depending on, you know, the country it is that you put the numbers in and then the rule book and it makes it easier. Um, but I think it's probably a little hard and they probably made it harder than they needed to. Um, but there's like, uh, I think the, the board is, there's like two different. So we played the US and that's recommended for like a first playthrough. Uh, but there's another one on the back that I think is uh, France, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's like a ton of like player uh, fan made 
boards that people have taken like actual F1 mm. like tracks and turned them into uh, pedal to the metal mm. uh, boards. I want to play in person because I like driving a car yeah, around. Yeah, moving things around the board. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, no, nothing really sad. Yeah, I don't have much either. It's a racetrack. Yep. Uh, mechanics, Kiwi? Um, so I liked the the heat concept, like using that heat to do different things, boosting and paying to go through turns if you go through too fast. Uh, and then the ability to like kind of rebuild that heat as things come into your hand. Um, I thought that was interesting. I do wish that there was maybe more ways that you could have used heat. Like mm-hmm, maybe you could definitely. have used it to up or down, up like increase or decrease your speed. Instead of boosting, you could do like little onesies and twosies. Um to try and you know change that, so I, I think I would have liked to have seen more ways to use the heat, but I liked that element of the heat play coming into it. Yeah, I think definitely more heat options would have been nice. Um, I think the game felt both not random enough and too random. Like there was a whole middle part of the game where I just played cards and moved the amount that the card said, and that was kind of boring because I was like, "All right, I'm just." counting to 10 and playing cards. And then there was like turns where I just drew all the stress at the same time. And it was like kind of too random. So I don't know. I didn't really have a good balance of randomness to me. Yeah. I think um, having more heat options maybe would have helped. Like you try to not play it safe. Like there didn't seem to be any incentive not to play it safe. And so then it became less fun. Like there was no, like Kiwi just, um, Sorry, what's it called? Spill, spill out? Uh, spun. Spun, spun out? Spun out. Spun out. Spun out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to spun out only once. Like, I thought that, that was going to happen a bunch yeah. like, when we started, and that sounded kind of fun. But, yeah, they're, like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like, yeah, again, any reason not to just kind of play it safe. And then we all, like, more or less stayed together, like, mm-hmm. and then... I just made it around the turn that last turn first, and then yeah. that's it. We we did shift positions a lot. Like I think yeah. everybody was in first at some point. Everybody was in last at some point. Um, I I did like when I got to that curve that turn, and we were gonna. Uh, I like I did the math real quick in my head, and I was just like, uh oh, <laughs> and everybody else is like, oh, oh, they realized like what happened. So oh, that might have been my favorite part of the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rules we, I mean, we kind of already talked about, it. I think the hardest part was sort of the whole turn order thing, mostly because the card wasn't super clear. So Kiwi just had to tell us all every single time, every turn, yeah. <laughs> um, which is kind of not ideal, mm-hmm. but I mean, the actual mechanics were pretty straightforward. I think anything that, yeah. And the, the, uh, the rule book, I mean, days of wonder has always done like a really good job with all of their rule books. So I have like no complaints about any of the rule books. Um, I don't think I went in at all to check. I, I mostly had it open at the steps page so that I could, you know, go back and look at the steps for the words since the iconography wasn't great. Yep. I mean, you did go over it when the first time you spun. Oh, yeah. And then when I spun, but yeah. That's only because, as Kate mentioned, we only did it twice twice yeah. in the whole game. Yep. So. And yep. conveniently, that was on the page that had all the steps. Right. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have to like go and find it. It was already there yeah. for the, the corner check part. Uh, player interaction. Um, not too much. I guess the s- s- slip 
streaming is supposed to be kind of the main thing where like, I think Kiwi was trying to predict what we were doing to like prevent a slipstream or to get a slipstream. I thought about doing that a few times, but then I was like, I feel like I just need to play what is optimal for me. Cause if it doesn't work out, I'd rather be like in a good spot at the corner. So I didn't really bother with it too much, but I think that was supposed to be kind of the main planner action piece. Yeah, I wish there had been a little bit more like there have definitely been controversies in F1 where like teammates have have purposely <laughs> crashed in order to bring out safety cars. So that the other car can then do like mm-hmm. it was essentially a free pit stop. Um, so like that's happened. I don't know. Tons of times. Yeah. Um, in fact, they're they're currently investigating one from uh, 2013. Oh, wow. Uh, because there was like. Everybody kind of knew that they did it on purpose, but nobody was punished for it. And now uh, Philip Amasse is actually going to sue the FIA to have them like go back and look at because he would have won the championship had it not been for that wreck that they're saying that the team purposely had that wreck in order to pit uh, Lewis Hamilton so that he could get on fresh tires and and be ahead. Yeah, it's like so like there's there's definitely space for. Uh, you know, more player interaction and you could have brought that out maybe with some of that heat, you know, more yeah. different ways to play heat. But yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah. I don't uh, think there was as much as I would expect for racing. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. I'm actually, and cause like we had this discussion. I didn't even realize that there were two spin outs means that I really was not paying oh, attention yeah. to what other <laughs> I it was. It was, yeah. Mine at the end, it wasn't very dramatic. Okay. Um, I'll say we we were having this debate on on video game racing games because it was like Mario Kart versus like simulation racing games. And it's like, I feel like, you know, the Mario Kart has more fun interaction and stuff. Whereas like mm. some people just want like, I don't want any, I would like to the point where the cars can't even collide. It's more just like time trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, I think most people would lean towards like a little bit more interactive, even if it's less realistic, maybe. Uh, would you play it again, Kate? Uh, I feel like this is the most uh, negative I maybe have been, but I would still play it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would. I do want to try it in person because I I like driving a car around a board, and <laughs> I am curious if like because it, it was fairly simple. And I think if we were playing live with just cards, just like okay, everybody get your cards out, and like it would move a little faster. And maybe with the board actually physically present, you might pay attention a little bit more like, oh, maybe I can get a slipstream out of that. I would, I would try it once in person. Asked you first, cause you don't have as many comparison games. So now I want to go to Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really liked it. I, I thought it was good. Um, I liked it way more than Flamme Rouge. Um, I think there are elements here that kind of take like the, annoying parts of Flam Rouge and make it a little bit more. Um, there's some other like little ad- more advanced stuff that you can do. So like there's weather that you can add. Um, I, there's like a championship series that you can add that kind of adds, uh, you know, little different elements to the game as well to like make it a little bit more advanced. Um, so I, I did enjoy it. So I would definitely play it again. BP. No. Uh, we have Formula D, yep. and I think that is much more fun. And I was going to say it fits more of Eric's randomness because it's a die roll versus cards. Yeah, it, 
Yeah, and I feel like it, even though it has more randomness as a die roll, it doesn't have like punishing randomness right. quite like this did. Um, I'm also a no. I, I think when we got to the the first lap and you said we had to do a second lap, I was like, oh God, why? Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just was not that interested for most of it. I think, I mean, I, a Camel Cup's more racing game. That's just, mm-hmm. And I liked mm-hmm. the one more that had more of the betting because I thought that I just added a kind of an interesting element. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Formula D because it felt a little bit more like a racing game. I don't know because I don't had more interesting tracks, I think, and like different like lengths of sections and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It just felt a little more fun. Uh, that was Heat Pedal to the Metal. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. You can do so via email. First Turn Tabletop at Gmail. Twitter, Instagram, we're at First Turn Cast. And the podcasting camel says as he's waving the checkered flag, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Except you got to do it in metal. (laughs) I'm glad I waited to stop the recording. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you just spin out? I think I'm going to. Thank you.